She's lived in Charleston for only two years. However, she's already established her name within the city. A singer, songwriter, performer, artist, entrepreneur, designer, MC, and the list continues for this talented <laughs> lady. <laughs> this is LaFay. Yes. Hey. Hey, y'all. <laughs> I mean, can we please talk about that list? I mean, we're going to dive into it a little bit later, but I mean. I'm over here like, okay, 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 okay. Yes. And also, too, not to add more to your list, but as I was doing my research on you, I was thinking, Uh have you ever done improv before? Yeah. Did you enjoy it? I did. Because I was like, you would be great (laughs) at improv. (laughs) I did. I did. Somebody told me that, uh. After the symphony thing this past weekend, they asked me that exact thing. Have you ever done improv? And I was like, I actually have. It's like, you should take that up as a career and a comedian. I was like, oh, okay. I'll look into that. I'll see. Because I'm glad y'all think I'm funny. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, because you've got so much time on your hands. Why not add Yeah, especially now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm going to look into it and see what I can know. Come on. (laughs) Well, and I'm glad that you mentioned your symphony gig oh, that was yeah. this, this past December, mm-hmm. uh, you know, going into 2023, really ending yeah. her year it on was, a really high note. It was uh, seriously a dream. It was, um, I have never been nervous for anything that I've ever done in my life. That was the first time I experienced nervousness. Mm-hmm. I was like, I am going to shit on myself. Okay. It was, <laughs> I did not know what was happening. And I think I was more, I was more nervous because of like what's going on with my voice. And sometimes when I sing, what I realize now is that I'm unable to control what it does, mm-hmm. um, you know, now with the polyp. So that is the main thing that I was nervous. I'm like, what if I'm in the middle of singing All I Want for Christmas is You and my voice just decides to go home? You know, that would be pretty mm-hmm. crappy. So that was my main thing. But I mean, the first night, the conductor, um, his name is Yuri, such a great guy. And he was like, hey, I was like, tell him, a, what did he say the first night? I think he said, he said, tell him about your band. I was like, what's my band? <laughs> <laughs> He was like, tell him about it. So I'm asking the audience, I'm like, y'all know my band name? <laughs> I said, you're, I don't even know my name right now. And you're asking me to talk to them about other things. Other I'm so nervous. It was, it was, it was hilarious though. We, I think I, I like broke the ice in the show and kind of like gave everybody like, you don't have to be the uptight, you know, you can have fun. That was my first time. I've never even physically gone to an orchestra. So I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to wear. I was just like, I I probably should wear a dress. I should probably be a girl yeah. and wear a dress for once. And that's what we went with. Well, two dresses and one suit. So, but it was amazing. An amazing opportunity and amazing time. Like the feeling that I felt there, I was like, it was great though. Yeah. Really, really great. Indescribable. Well, and on whenever this um, post comes out, mm-hmm. I know you shared like a link that you're able to rewatch it. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So we'll make yeah, sure yeah. to include sure. that as well so that people yeah, can for sure. watch it that weren't able to go because on your Instagram, you did post all of the outfits that you had. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, it was mighty glamorous. <laughs> yes. That, la- that very last outfit, honey, that green dress did it. Like the people were going for the green dress. 
<laughs> well, and I'm, and I know we're going to jump around a little bit on my notes, okay. but okay. I know that you, you touched on the polyp and mm-hmm. you recently announced in November that mm-hmm. you're going to take some time off from singing to recover and heal from this polyp that's on your vocal cords currently. And so mm-hmm. with that decision, particularly with, I mean, this is your life. You are first and foremost yeah. a singer. And yeah. so what kind of inward inspection did you have to do to process that decision? And then with that decision, how did you stay grounded in in, in this very large decision that you made? That's a good, those are good questions. Honestly, I'm just kind of getting around to like being okay with it. Um, Cause when I first realized that I needed to take a break, I was like, honestly, my thought process was like, what the hell am I going to do? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, how do I not sing? How do I not, you know, perform like the stage the microphones? That is like my safe place. Um, so it was, it was tough for a long time. And I just recently, even after the orchestra thing kind of gotten to a point where I'm like, there's actually plenty for me to do. Like I've started, um, um, some amazing things, which we'll get into that later. But I started some things that have definitely kept me extremely busy. And, uh-huh. you know, I'm also a part of um, a festival and I have a pretty important job there. So that keeps me busy. Um, but yeah, I, but all of the things that I'm doing aside from physically being on stage and performing um, are musically involving like it's still I'm still tapped into music like I'm still connected to music I'm still connected to musicians I'm still connected to um all things music honestly so I think that's what pretty much has kept me like sane like you don't have to give up music altogether no you can't sing and that's even hard too because sometimes even when I'm talking like I realize that I'm holding a note and not (laughs) thinking about it so um, but yeah, that's pretty much just me knowing that there the the things that I can do now is not because I have to stop singing. It hasn't necessarily taken me fully away from the music. Mm-hmm. That's definitely helped me um, to be okay with the decision. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's not forever, right? Yeah, it's not forever. Like, no, it's not forever. I I decided I personally decided to take the two months off myself. Um, the doctor, obviously the doctor that I've been seeing, the speech and vocal therapist that I've been seeing, she gave me, you know, they, they recommend it. And of course, their first thing is always surgery, 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 surgery. So I'm like, okay, well, let me see what I can do on my own. Let's figure out maybe let's see about this diet. Let's see about, um, cause I drink tea all the time, but like really pay more attention to the tea that I'm drinking, how often I drink it morning, noon and night. Um, but try a lot of herbal things instead of like the tea that comes out of the store but actual herbs um that I get from a local place which is really really great shout out to sacred roots that's the name of the place sacred roots is amazing and they have all the herbs in the world so if you need some herbs go to <laughs> sacred yes. roots but and we'll make sure to yeah, like that too yes they are amazing that's where I get all of my um my herbs from for my teas um and yeah just trying to find more of the natural ways to heal on my own mm-hmm. Um, within these two months so I won't be physically singing anywhere like I have two speaking engagements in January but they're 
they're small. Well, one speaking engagement and one hosting event, mm-hmm. um, but like no singing. So and then all of February, I only have one event um, to that I'm actually producing. So, but other than that, I have no singing and then we'll see what it does with this time off of myself. And then if it does nothing on its own, then following uh, the two months off, I'll talk to the doctor and we'll see like, okay, what are the surgical options and whatever else. And since being a part of the symphony, I've connected with some people that are like, this is the doctor you need to talk to. She's the person. So I'm trying to find that person. Uh, they told me her name, but I can't remember. Um, but it's a female doctor and everybody's kind of like try to tell me about her. But it was like right before I was going on stage. So, of course, I didn't, you know, remember. But I'm trying to connect with that person and see like what she thinks. Because if everybody thinks she's the GOAT, like we, I need the GOAT to get it together for me over here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and also, too, like this will kind of help you. I mean, cause you, have you ever really taken time off No, ever in your maybe life? Maybe like, maybe like, maybe like two weeks. Yeah. And I don't even think it was a full two weeks. Um, but that's when I first noticed that it was probably like last year, but I didn't know that this is what was happening. Like I've always had a raspy voice, mm-hmm. but it got to the point where I was like, okay, why can I do my, you know, four and five shows a week and it got from it went from there five shows to three to from three to like one and maybe a full one mm-hmm. and I'm like okay this is I'm I'm a little nervous and then it got to the point where sometimes it would hurt when I talk it would, sometimes it would hurt when I sing and I'm a really hard singer so I think I, I talk hard too but I'm a really hard singer for sure so I would notice like in between shows I could feel it like and sometimes if I've done enough hard singing like I can almost feel it like I can kind of feel it bulging and it hurts really bad so yeah yeah oh well hopefully these two months that you're taking off like I know it's definitely going to be I don't want to say the word trying maybe like challenging just to not have that life but it's also kind of sometimes when things are taken out of your life other things will come into it and so sure. it's this having that, I mean, you have to stay positive in these sorts of situations. Yeah. So oh, yeah. just kind of seeing what will happen. Yeah. And I've, I've got like, I've had the best, like when I made that post, so many people reached out via Facebook message in the comments, people, some people called, some people text and just share, you know, that they've done the surgery. They've had a successful surgery. Some people are like, 14, 15 years in, some people a couple of years in, mm-hmm. they recommended their doctors, some people recommended whatever, herbal substances and things that they use. I mean, I've had um, an amazing support behind it. So that's definitely what that pushes me to, to not be all like sad and sappy. And shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, being sappy and shit, I mean, where is that? Ever yeah. Like? No. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I will cry in a minute. Um, but yeah, I mean, it definitely and help too. Like, obviously, you know, my family's physically not here with me in Charleston, but I've had some pretty amazing help. So I'm thankful for that. Yeah. And your family is still in Atlanta or yeah. Georgia, majority Georgia. Yep. yep. They are all, well, the majority of my family's in Atlanta. The rest of them are in Detroit, but between Atlanta and Detroit is where all my family 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And so, because you're from Atlanta. Yeah. Born and bred in ATL. Yes. So what kind, like, we're going to back up a little bit and let's talk okay. about your time in Atlanta growing okay. up. Like, what kind of music were you listening to in your house? Like, how did the music scene in Atlanta influence Okay. you know, maybe how you sing or like the types of music yeah. you're drawn to. Um, so I think I blame most of my music, my love for music from um, both of my moms, my biological mom and my stepmom, who I, I don't call my stepmom. She's my mama too. Um, but like my, my biological mom, she used to listen to a lot of um, R&B and R&B like like Karen White and like Mary J. Mm-hmm. Blige and um like a lot of love stuff a lot of sexy love stuff and when she hears it she'll be like what but yeah she listened to a lot of like like um like things like songs involving love whether it was heartbreak or whether it was good love story whether it was I'm looking for love whether it's I found my love like whatever it was it was always like really good things and aside from the r&b and the love stuff it was like some really like hype um booty shaking uh-huh. uh, type of have a good time type of music because i mean if you ever been in atlanta and like been out in the nightlife or or no stories about like the 90s in atlanta crazy uh-huh. um so like definitely um that with my biological mom my stepmom um because on my dad's side, it was church. So church, mm-hmm. church, church. So I had like gospel and I could, I had to sing in church. I didn't have a choice in the matter with that. So I got a little bit of obviously that side. And then um, Whitney Houston, Prince, like I remember her p- playing those particular artists a lot. Prince and uh, Tevin Campbell. Mm. Uh, a lot of like who else is she? She used to listen to Lisa Lisa and Nicole Jam a lot too, like a lot as a kid. And it just kind of, I think being surrounded by, you know, both of them on either side, I was, it kind of brought in my horizon to just listen to different stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, when I got in the army, that music expanded even more because I was introduced to rock and roll. Like whenever I thought rock and roll, I always, of course, thought metal. Like, I don't want to hear that shit. But I actually had to sing it and perform it in the army. And I grew to love it, which Uh is how I ended up making my band Rock Soul. Because I was like, I want to infuse my loves for music into one and make it my own thing. So that's how that started. But yeah, I I think my my love of music definitely stemmed from my mamas. Uh (laughs) My daddy can't sing to save his life. He cannot, but like all of my family, like kissing my mom, my biological mom, she she can sing, she won't, she'll act like she can't, but she can sing. Um, and yeah, like most of my family, we all sing, like when we come together, we'll sit around and sing, or you know, somebody will throw a song out and we'll kind of rap it or sing it or whatever, like that. So, yeah, definitely, like my mama's uh they created the foundation for like my love for music um mm-hmm. and definitely play a huge role in the variety of music that I listen to as well um as far as like upbringing when it came to Atlanta um I didn't I didn't grow up like you know 
I have I didn't have a bad upbringing or a rough upbringing like I was never without or anything like that Mm -hmm. um I saw obviously saw a lot of things that you know I probably shouldn't have seen as a child but um which is why my mom made the decision to you know move in with my dad for the opportunity of a better life so that I could go to a a better public school so that I could get a better education mm-hmm. um, so that I would be surrounded by something other than, you know, people who are just in the streets and not doing anything. So like definitely like my parents, my parents and my grandparents are like my, they are my, they're my dogs uh-huh. because they definitely looked out for me, you know, as you know, all parents do look, looked out for me in ways that I always say, like, I can never repay them for it because my mom made that decision to, you know, send her child with her dad, not saying my dad's a bad person or anything like that, but made the decision that like, hey, I want to do what's better for my child. So I'm going to send my baby to be with her daddy so she can have a better life. And like, I all, I think about that all the time. I don't think I've ever told my mama about it, but I, I think about it all the time. Like the fact that she was able to do that and look at me now, I think I'm doing pretty good. So yeah. I like to think so. Yeah, definitely. Well, and I mean, isn't that like the ultimate act of a mother is like yeah. that unselfish decision of above yeah. all else. It's exactly. about you and your and your well being. Yeah. And since my and I my mom said I'm the only girl. So it's like that's my dog now. Like we talk we talk like we are like real life homegirls. And I always make a joke about it because you know when you're growing up and you go through that teenager stage, your your mom's always like who do you think you're playing with? I'm not your little friend. And I'm like, look at you now, my little friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think once you get into your 20s, 30s, you know, up in yeah. an age, quote unquote. But yeah. yeah, like thankfully your relationship with your parents, your mother yeah. especially. Kind yeah, of for shifts, sure. Which is in a nice way. And for sure. It's interesting too that some of the artists that you've mentioned, <clears throat> excuse me, um, a lot of them have very distinct like showmanship yes. and like performers. And so mm-hmm. for those that have seen you live, like while you're a very talented singer, <laughs> musician, oh, you are a performer. Like you command yeah. the room. And like that's always been, I think, your motto is like keep yeah. like keep it dancing, keep it fun. You always. know, always keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. It's all and I I I thought about it actually last week, like when I was nervous uh doing the orchestra thing. Like when have I ever like is there ever a time that I was nervous or like didn't command the crowd or didn't have a great show when it came to like even if I lost my voice or you know it went away or I got hoarse, like I still some kind of way find a way to like work the crowd. And I was trying to think like, have I ever been nervous at a show or at a speaking engagement? And never, that was literally the first time. So it's always been like, I don't even know who, I guess I have, I definitely can say I have my daddy to think for that because he's the one that kind of like pushed me out there. Like, Hey, you're going to preach the sermon today for the youth. And I'm like, Hmm. "Hmm." What am I say? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but I I, I did it. Um, mm-hmm. But I think like because he always kind of just put me out there, like you know, I'm having to go with him to talk to, you know, the community leaders or like the mayor of the city to put on events for the community and the church. Like you know, we had events called Bridge Bridge the Gap, 
where we basically bring the church and the community together. But I was always over all things youth. So like the youth of the church, when we had like holiday events or programs, it was always me putting those things together. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I guess. Thank you, Daddy, for uh, Thank you, Daddy. making me preach at church. <laughs> <laughs> well, that also now that we hear this, I'm like, oh, this all makes sense now yeah. because yeah. like among the other many jobs that you have, yeah. as I'm like going to my notes, I'm like, oh my goodness, because you, uh, we'll get to the hat business here shortly, but oh, the yeah. creative director for design company, entertainment director, mm-hmm for the black mm-hmm. black truck food festival and a producer for a production company. So like, yeah, <laughs> that organizational production that you did yeah. in church now has translated to three other roles that you're literally on currently. Yeah, literally. And I, when I say, I love it, I absolutely love it. Like people are like, how are you keeping it together? And like, I've done a few, I did a, um, uh, what they, they named it a stage director for another mm-hmm. festival in uh, South Georgia a couple months back. And they kept asking, like, how are you not, like, going crazy? I'm like, I, I don't know. I love it. Like, I'm making sure that, it, that things are happening on time. Like, ma'am, if you're supposed to be up here, like, ma'am, hey, you can't interrupt my stage right now. Mm-hmm. I need something better to do. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, I'm, and I'm always calm doing that. And I, I love it. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Well, so the Black Truck Food Festival, you that's a fairly new role that you've taken on, right? Mm-hmm. This is the yeah. first or second. So generation. this no November made one year um, okay. that the Black Food Truck Festival has been in, like this has been a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the very first festival, I was not on the team. I was a performer myself. And Black Diamond, we were the performers. We were our bands um, performed there, and I just saw like I thought it was a really really dope event. Like I thought I'm like wow, this is really good. Like, man, a black man created this. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I just reached out to him after, and it was oh no, the day after my performance, the next morning I actually reached out. I was like, hey, do you need any? Y'all need any help? Like, can I volunteer and do anything or help out in any way? Um, he was like, I'm doing everything on my own, but I would definitely like reach out to you. Like right now I'm running crazy right now, but I want to think you, you know, I want you to think I'm ignoring you, but I'm going crazy. Mm -hmm. So, and from there we kind of, he kind of just, uh, built a team and, you know, reached out to me and asked if I wanted to be a part of it. I'm like, of course, like, I don't mind because this is something that I love to do. So Mm -hmm. I've been running the show in April. I performed in April, actually. And then in November, also, I performed at the finale concert. Mm-hmm. Uh, but honey, I ain't performing no more. Like, I, yeah. I want to be behind <laughs> the scenes, making sure that everything runs smoothly. Like, I enjoyed that part of it. So, but yeah, it I I enjoy the entertainment director role. Like, mm-hmm. and people are like, you take it seriously. Like, on my computer right now, it is the Black Food Truck Festival schedule. I'm looking right at it. Yeah. Like, I'm always you know into it I enjoy it and I'm really organized when it comes to these type of things mm-hmm. really really organized I like to make sure that things are sent out in time I like to make sure that if there's an event and people are counting on me to make sure that they know what they need to do I want to make sure that you get all of the details that you need you know weeks maybe months prior to the event so that you know what's happening only thing mm-hmm. I need for you to do is to show up that's it 
yeah. I got everything else under control. Yeah. Um, so, uh, pretty, that's pretty much it. But I love it. I well, love it. And this is the first of its kind here in Charleston. Yeah. Yep. And like, you know, Charleston's a foodie city. It's mm-hmm. a big culinary scene. Yeah. What is the hope for this food truck festival to kind of mm. like the role it's going to take in the culinary scene and then the yeah. way that you guys would hope that it could help change the food scene, the food truck scene, Ooh. the black food. Um, that's, a good, that's a good question. Um, honestly, I, I think it's the main thing is to shed light on um, black entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. uh, black artists, black DJs, um, you know, who normally don't get the the shine that they should have or get the recognition that they should have for doing what they do um and I want to I mean so many people have so many people have reached out like I want to be a part I want to be a part I'm very particular too by the way but I still (laughs) do what I can to try to put everybody on like everybody knows I always say like if I ever have the platform to put people on Mm -hmm. regardless of you know who you are and what you do like I am always going to do that Mm-hmm. Um, but the 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 number one goal is to to shed light on these businesses, um, these business owners, these bands, these vocalists, these performers, these DJs, um, these food truck owners, mm-hmm. these restaurant owners, dessert owners. Like, make sure that we know that they're here, mm-hmm. and what can we do, and how can we continue to put back into your businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really what it is like to shed light on it. And, you know, obviously, you know, you have the naysayers and the negative people are like, why you gotta, why I gotta be black? Why, you know, that's going to come. But like, we are here to shed light on the people. We are here to be positive. We are here to make sure that these people get the recognition that they deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, put money into these people's businesses, like, I don't know. I, people think that we have like all the money in the world and you know, that's not it at all. Like mm-hmm. we are having to obviously build from the ground up, you know, you have to set a foundation and then build from there. So, and that's what we're doing. But the main thing is to um, shed light on these businesses, these owners, these performers, these people that are willing to be a part of what we're trying to put together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and being a singer and a musician and then going mm. into this entertainment, this you're now overseeing that aspect of this yeah. large scale event. What kind of uh, characteristics do you look for as a musician yourself and you're booking other musicians for this event? Ooh, what sort of things are you looking for? Because I'm sure if people are listening to this, they may want yeah. to be involved. They may want to play the Black Food Truck Festival. So what mm-hmm. are some things that people need to be aware of that, <clears throat> that you are specifically looking for within a musician or an Ooh. artist to perform? Honey. <laughs> Quality. Yes. Quality. Quality for me. Quality always over quantity. Um, I, I, people, I've learned that people support what's popular but popular doesn't always mean that they give great quality. Mm-hmm. And that goes for bands, that goes for singers, that goes for DJs, that goes for business businesses and business owners. Like 
they're popular, but they're dirty. You know, (laughs) you don't want to say that, but I mean, just being honest for me, my biggest thing is quality and the, the team will tell you, um, Marcus, especially like we have to communicate constantly about like what's happening and like what I'm putting in and what I'm adding on and what I'm taking away because I'm really big on that. Mm -hmm. Um, and even, even if somebody reaches out and it's not necessarily what we're looking for, what, what we're providing for the festival, like, I, you know, it's, I'm never negative. I tell them, you know, um, at this time, maybe we're, we're not looking for that or stay in touch and I'll stay in touch with you and I can let you know what's coming or however, so forth um, in that way. But for me, the number one thing is quality. Mm-hmm. Like, can you provide a quality performance? Um, in the festival, mm-hmm. a food truck, a vendor, uh, uh, a DJ, a singer, um, quality all across the board for me. That is like my number one thing because I know what I think of or what I put um, into works when it comes to me putting on a show. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows now when this girl puts the show on, like she's going to do the most. And mm-hmm. so I want everybody to have that mindset. Like I know I'm the goat at what I do. So let me put on one time for my city and show y'all exactly what I can do. Like, I want everybody to have that mindset because they're capable of it. So Mm -hmm. for me, it's always quality, 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 quality. Okay. Everyone (laughs) taking these notes, everybody. Yes. (laughs) Well, and from this too, now my brain is like going a mile a minute. So I'm like, you should now be a booker. Like you should be booking while yeah. you're the entertainment director for the Black Shark Food Festival, but it's yeah. like, well, is this going to now segue into booking shows for artists at other venues? Like, is that something else that you thought about? So I have been up? asked. I have been asked to do that, and I'm I'm trying to figure out how in the world it's going to happen. But I think I'm going to tap into that because I have actually been asked more than once, and I mean. I'm not like turning it down because I know something something that I'm capable of doing. I mean, even if I wasn't physically capable of doing, like I would figure it out and do it. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely something that I thought about and considered and have had to kind of sit down and get in the black and white and write out like, okay, if I do this job, what, what and how will I do it, you know, or can I do it effectively? Mm-hmm. Like, what do I need to provide as this person that's doing this job? What are the do's and the don'ts and, you know, that type of thing. So yeah. definitely I've been asked, but I'm like, oh, don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm doing it. Definitely doing it. Well, and that's certainly, um, sorry, of course I'm talking, something popped up on my screen. Anyway, um, well, and again, uh, you have so much time in the world. It's like, look, well, and I mean, uh, lastly, what? Huh? Oh, and I was like, well, so we've talked about like the singing aspect, the entertainment aspect, the production mm-hmm. aspect. And then mm-hmm. you're also a business owner and you own yeah. your own custom hat design company <laughs> and line yeah. brands where you are currently like customizing current like mm-hmm. uh, an existing hat but yeah. you're now going to start segueing into completely creating hats and yeah. designing them from scratch 
Yep. That is the goal. That is totally the goal. And it's exciting because I've done so much without the materials that I actually need to fully do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Jesus, once I finally get all the things, this is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've been like, I, I, I try to make all of my friends, my, um, my models. Um, so whether it's hats and also a part of fine line brands, there is what I, um, started doing kind of like customizing, um, gear too, jackets or sweatshirts or shirts. I did a shirt for my cousin. Um, I'm still waiting on her to send me pictures of that. Um, but yeah, just kind of like, um, Robert, I can't even remember what I called it. I can't remember what it's called, but, <laughs> but that is like a, um, I don't know. I guess you could say it's a, it's a small entity. Um, with fine line brands. So of course you have the hats, but I've kind of branched out to try to do like accessorizing clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, aside from everything, like I, I was an artist before I realized what I could do. Like I knew that I could draw at an early age. I got that from my dad. My dad is an amazing artist, by the way. Um, but I got that from him and I pretty much did my own jacket. And a lot of people are like, where'd you get that? I'm like, I did it myself. And that's what started that. Everybody's like, I want one, I want one. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll make it. And I just try to use the people that, you know, that tell me that they like it or they enjoy it and make them my models. Like, wear it. (laughs) Wear this and keep a card on you. So if somebody says, where'd you get this from? Where'd you get this hat? Where'd you get this whatever? You know, you got a card to say, or you can tell them, follow my brands, you can follow them on Instagram, that type of thing. So, yeah. Have you thought about doing, um, like a, maybe not like a, a fashion show, so to speak, but like a, like yeah. a debut of like work? Yeah. So what well, I was, I was actually planning the launch. I want the launch for, I'm shooting for my birthday, mm-hmm. um, of next year. So sometime in April, I'm shooting to have the actual launch party of or launch event of Fine Line Brims. So it will showcase um, some hats that I've designed, some newer things that I've done, um, some clothes that I've customized, and then just share, you know, what's happening, what's coming, um, all of those things. So I was planning for that for April. So we'll see. Fingers crossed. I'm trying to get everything that I need um, so that I can do it. Yeah. So well, well and I mean, April, I mean, we've got some time. Yeah. We've so got some time. We've got a little bit of time, but we've got some time. yeah, <laughs> we've got some time. we're working. I'm working on it. And, but the, um, going back to the fashion show, like I was going to include something like that into the launch. Cause I was like, I don't want to just have a regular party. Like people are going to come, they're going to eat, they're going to mix and mingle. Like what other ways can this event you know, be top notch. Like how can we make it a one of a kind event? So I've got a few um crazy ideas up my sleeve for the launch of that. So okay. I'm excited. Well I cannot wait to hear more about it whenever yeah. you're ready to tell us. And that's just... you post it. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Um and that just popped up another idea in my head and I keep going back to the Black Food Truck Festival because you guys keep expanding it and I'm like yeah. Have you thought about including like um, entrepreneurs such as yourself, like craftsmen mm-hmm. or people that maybe mm-hmm. have like their own vintage 
lines and because there's um around town there's a lot of really great markets where individuals are selling their crafts the goods that they've made yeah. or like they'll um find vintage and sell mm-hmm. it uh mm-hmm. thrifting things like that where i'm like that might be another interesting facet you know I that mean, is cool plate, but no that's that's good well actually i i have a friend of mine Mm-hmm. Um, her name is Genesis and she owns a, um, like she does this, she have a thrift pop-up if I'm saying it right. Like she goes to these different shops and it's mm-hmm. called embellished and she sells like some of the most amazing pieces. She is actually, when I did the Tina Turner tribute, she found my, my whole wardrobe was from her. And I think every show that um, Zendrina has done, she's helped to style those people. Like Zendrina did a Luther um, event. And I think she, I'm almost certain she helped to style Mario. And I think she's helped a few with some of Black Diamond's events too. So I never thought about that. I'll definitely reach out to Jen and see. Shout out to Genesis. I'll, um, I'll reach out to her and see. That would be cool. I like that. Yeah, because I can get some pieces to go on the hats and yeah. I don't like think about that. Did you? <laughs> I well, I'm sure doing that. you know the entertainment directing yeah. part of it. It's also like showing off some of the other work that you're right. doing behind. That the is scene. true. That's true. That's so true. Are a, a jill of many trades, so to speak. That is so true, and I that gives me opportunity to still include my friends. Mm-hmm. Or other businesses, local businesses and business owners in it. Look at you. <laughs> That's what yes. I'm here for. <laughs> I never thought about that. That's so cool. Okay, yeah. Note it. There you we go. It. Well, and I'm also glad that you brought up the Tina Turner tribute because I mean that was definitely an iconic event performance oh, yeah. that you put on this past year. For and sure. while we're gonna stay very positive and you know, after these two months of two months of vocal rest you're gonna yeah. be back in the saddle singing all over yeah. town. I want to know is there an artist that you would die to do and I know Tina was was one but like is there mm. maybe another artist that you would just love to be able to do a tribute show for <laughs> so I have I have <laughs> I have a list I have two <laughs> okay two for sure um Michael Jackson which is most random no but I mean like my wig and all yeah Michael Jackson <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Michael Jackson and Prince yeah yeah but if I do Prince that means I have to fully learn how to play the guitar and I can only play the guitar like this much so but those two for sure oh my gosh well and then that's maybe what during these this time off from singing yeah the learning how to play the guitar I have I have I have started back lessons so so we'll see (laughs) again not to add more to your plate or more ideas I feel like yeah those are my two I mean like the socks the jacket the wig Mm -hmm. the eyeliner like all of it I I would definitely do it just to see like could I pull it off and I I get a kick out of like giving myself challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be pretty cool. Well, we'll we would definitely, I feel like everyone 
I speak for the collective everyone where I'm like, yeah, I feel like a lot of people would definitely be interested yeah. in you <laughs> recreate <laughs> Prince or Michael Jackson. Tribute that show. would be fun. Yeah. That would be fun. That would be well, fun. we'll see. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll see. Sadly, uh, this is the last question, which I always <laughs> ask everyone. <laughs> and it's kind of a random question, but I think it's really interesting just to hear how people approach this and the question mm-hmm. is is what is your entrance song and uh-huh. you know it's like your entrance song it could be like of your life or of the moment or maybe of the week or yes. in a certain scenario so to speak and just that one song that you need to hear in your ears as you are getting amped to maybe go out and play a show or if you're feeling anxious about something you need to put that on and it's really going to help center you to get you prepared to attack whatever it may be let's see and it can change song you know what honestly and and i actually do this Mm -hmm. and it may be cliche to say but it is my very first single and i play it i play it often like it's it's my my um what do you call it my alarm clock sound um like when it randomly comes on in the car I'm like it's me yeah and here I think hearing that or even I mean even when people play it like or somebody sends me a message showing me that they're listening to it or somebody sent me a message and saying like I don't know if you know but your song helped me get through such and such and I'm like what really it's definitely my song um my very first single flaws and all for sure um I mean it it pretty much speaks to the woman in general and just say I mean it doesn't just have to be woman it could be man too um but just saying like obviously in a nutshell when we were writing it in the studio it was kind of it was a it was a backstory like it was coming off of uh me being divorced Uh and we were like what do you want to write about in the song and it's just like for my next whoever my person is or whoever it is that I meet in life and on my journey like I want them to be able to accept me flaws and all Uh so I think me hearing that um listening to the song it kind of it just gives me a a different kind of motivation like it's not an extremely hype song Uh Um, it's not like a super slow song at the same time but it 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 speaks and it's it's a pretty motivational one mm-hmm. um so it would it would be my song for sure well and it's great too that it's you picked a song that's yours because yeah while the message is super important and uplifting it also mm-hmm. has to serve as some kind of reminder to you because it's a right. on your timeline of life yeah. like where you were and what you for were sure. processing at the time because i know for you sure. touched on your divorce and it's like who you were at that yeah. time and then fast forward then, to you are now being sure. able to see that growth and maybe recognize that human yeah, or oh, maybe not. Oh, definitely because honey yeah. I, I was a little crazy then well I'm, I'm still like a little crazy now but like not as much yeah so yeah for sure <laughs> definitely recognizing the growth and like you know just seeing like over time how going from age you know 20 what 22 22 in the army married to you know my old age now 
um, and out of the army and just adjusting and still kind of learning life, mm-hmm. learning to like love, learning to just be. Mm-hmm. So, definitely for sure. And have you thought about getting back into songwriting? Yeah, I, I actually have never stopped. I have so much um, unpublished music. Like I have a lot of music, um, whether already recorded or just kind of written. Like I have, it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I'm doing, once I figure out what's happening with this throat of mine, um, the goal is to um, put it out. Yeah. Um, whether it be an EP, whether it be an album, whether it be you know a couple singles, like that is definitely the goal. Following whatever happens with this um, this throat, so yeah, definitely there is a lot songwriting. It honestly it hasn't stopped, and I I write about obviously my own situations, but stuff that I see other people either deal with or um, overcome or whatever it is. Like I I. I pay attention to it like like I'm a very overly observant, probably overthinking kind of person. It can uh-huh. be bad sometimes, but I definitely use all of those situations to write songs. Or to write, I call them. I like to call them stories because they're stories. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I use everybody's situations to include my own um, to tell those stories. Well, and like you're saying, songs really are just teeny tiny yeah. little stories. Yeah. And so are there any sort of, when you're songwriting mm-hmm. or seeking inspiration to write a song, like, is there ever something specific, like a specific way that you do that? Like, are you taking like your voice notes on your phone yeah. or like, do you have a teeny tiny notebook that you keep in your bag? <laughs> oh, honey, I have, <laughs> I have so many, look, I am the notebook uh guru i i just bought notebooks what two days ago i bought like five of them so i had to get like i had to get like like, um i had to get like a new planner uh for 2023 i had to get a new journal because i have written i probably have one page left in that book um but a new journal and then i have to get notebooks for like all of the things that i do for like black food truck festival for auntie's house productions I have to get one for like whatever like if I just I need a new journal just to write you know mm-hmm. how much the man has gotten on my nerve today like I have to write it down <laughs> yeah it down. so like all all of the things I write everything down now I haven't always been that way like this is something that I've recently picked up when I was younger like I I had a little diary, you know, I used to have the little locket and my daddy like got in at one time and read it but since then I have not <laughs> written in a book up until like the last year so mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my thing now though I gotta have a notebook so if anybody out there in the world needs to know what to get me ever mm-hmm. notebooks I like the the cute kind with the flowers yeah or the kinds with the quotes on them okay or you know a little slick message those kinds are you also kind of a pen snob too? Like, do you have like yes. pens oh. that you like to use? Okay. Oh yeah. And if I go somewhere or in a restaurant and they give you the pen to like fill it out, I'm like, oh, this is a good pen. And so I wait on them to be like, oh, you can have it. I'm like, yes, yes. Or I'll say like, hey, can I keep this? Yeah, I'm a pen thief. Oh, I'll okay. steal a pen. 
So basically in April, coming up on your birthday, we need yeah. to do some really cute and nice. Yes, and I'll take it. Yes. I will take it. You sure? <laughs> yes, I'll take it. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, yes. thank you so much, LaFay. Yes. And, you know, we touched on a lot of stuff, so I'm going to make sure to try and link everything in the blog post. But uh, before yeah. we go, how do people find you, follow you, and support all, all of the things? All of the things. <laughs> okay. So we'll start with the main one, uh, LaFay. So if you type in LaFay on Google, all the things will come up. So LaFaySings.com is my website. Um, LaFay Sings on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube. Um, and it'll bring you up everything. My music, my um, shows, my what, the other things that I do. It'll actually connect you also to Fine Line Brims. FineLineBrims.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it'll also connect you to Auntie's House Productions, which is all, you can get to all of those things from lafacings.com uh, too. But finelinebrands.com for hats. If you want to send an order or fineline brands on Instagram or fineline brands on Facebook, Auntie's House uh, Productions, that has not fully been published. So if you click on that, it's going to take you to a landing page. It'll just tell you what Auntie's House is, um, what we're planning to do, and when our very first show is, which will be February 10th at the Music Hall. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, stay so um, yes, stay tuned for that. But all of you can find all of those things or get links to all of those things via lafacings.com. But each one of them also have their own website as well. So I think I made them all on the facings, find my brands on Tease House. Blackfoodtruckfestival.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all of them. Okay, perfect. Well, and we'll make sure to link everything on the blog post yes. as well. So, um, any parting final words? Oh, um, the year's almost here. So super thanks. Big thanks to everybody that has supported me since I've been in this city, since I've been in this town. Um, like I have received the most amazing support um, since I've been here. And I've done a lot of shit too, mm-hmm. since I've been here. So I'm so thankful that regardless of what I've done, like, the support has not dwindled. It has not stopped. It has not like changed at all. So definitely a huge thank you to everybody that has supported me from, you know, big, small, near, far. Like, thank you so much. Super appreciative. And I can't wait to see what happens in 2023. Yeah. Do you have a word for 2023? Like everyone has like a motto or a word. <sighs> Ooh. Well, I don't have a word. Mm-hmm. But at this point, it's just for me, it's like, do that shit. Excuse me, mom. <laughs> but we'll take it. I mean, do that shit. Do it. <laughs> do it, do it, do it. Stop being scared. Don't be afraid. Like, regardless of who has what to say, mm-hmm. like, do that shit. You got it. You can do it. You're capable of doing it. Don't think you're not. You can do it. Just do the shit. That's it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, LaFay. I appreciate it. Yes. Love you. Love you.